this week. And this week in your, in your books and in your studies and in your life groups, you're going to find out that we're going to be looking at core values and spiritual gifts. But uh, today I'd just like to focus on core values and living by the core values that God has established in, his, uh, in our lives and how we see those come to fruition in the life of Joseph. Joseph's gifts were uh, interpretive dreams. He, did, he, he obviously was a leader. We'll see some of that today. But, um, you know, you want to be asking your questions like, what am I passionate about? What, um, what am I willing to take a stand for? And really, that's what we're looking at today. What are you willing to take a stand for? If it means taking a risk or even losing something that you really care about, that's what it's about today. And Joseph, who last week we learned, uh, had some pretty bad experiences. Remember, his brothers hated him <laughs> to the point that they were going to kill him, but the old, uh, wiser minds prevailed, and he, um, he was sold. And the thing that I love about this uh, story is that you see the hand of God on a young man all throughout his life. And it, it is such a great, great story of uh, Joseph. One of the things we're going to see today is that Joseph, uh, the Lord was with him continually. And in Genesis chapter 39, verse 2, it says this, very clearly, the Lord was with Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord was with him. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Joseph was purchased by Potiphar. In our modern day culture, we don't really understand what it is to be a slave, but um, there, are good, uh, there are good slave masters and there were bad slave masters. Our history has shown us that. Slave owners were different people as some were very kind and compassionate, other slave masters were mis would mistreat and abuse. Even in the most difficult circumstances, Joseph experienced the fact that, that uh, the Lord was with him. He was purchased by Potiphar, which when you think about it is pretty amazing because he's a young man, probably pretty strong because he, was a, he worked in the fields, he was a shepherd and and although he was protected by his dad to some degree, I think he was probably a young man that could have done some great things. And so you would think that he'd be purchased by a landowner, but he wasn't. He was purchased by Potiphar, who was the captain of the guard. And so we see right from the beginning that Joseph was protected and given a job as a, in, in, and purchased by Potiphar, which was part of God's plan for him. And so as we look at our lives and we look at what God is trying to teach us, we want to see what are the principles that we're going to stay by. What are the principles that we're going to stand on? And so today, uh, we also see in Joseph's life that he had a really great testimony. He had a great testimony. Look, look at what it says in Genesis chapter 3, uh, Genesis 39, 3, it says this. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. God blessed him. This pleased Potiphar so, uh, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant and put him in charge of his 
whole entire household and everything he owned. You see, from the day that Joseph was put in charge of his master's household, listen to this, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. Not for Potiphar's sake, but for Joseph's sake. All this household affairs were ran smoothly and his crops and livestock flourished. Through Joseph's testimony, through his, through his um, administrative skills and all those things, we see that, that God had his hand on him and that Joseph had a strong testimony. You know, one of the things that I think uh, our world needs is some people that have strong testimonies, that live differently than the world and, and that have that live in the in the world and in the marketplace and they live with they live differently and powerfully because they lived principled lives they live principled lives they do they will not cross certain boundaries and they will not cross what um into areas that 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 aren't true and biblical i think that's what potiphar saw in joseph's life I remember many, many years ago now, I became the manager of a trash company. It was kind of fun. Uh, I used to drive trash truck and, you know, your cash, your, your trash was my cash. And uh, I just remembered, I, I just remembered that there were, that I was, as I was managing these some 15 to 25 guys somewhere in there, it's been so long I've forgotten, I just I remember this one particular person, he came up to me and he said, uh, hey Gil, can I talk to you? And I go, sure, sure. So he came in my office and he goes, Gil, he said, I don't know what you are or who you are or what you do, but he says, I know you don't cuss. He says, so I think you must be a religious person. <laughs> I said, well, that's, that's nice. And uh, I said, how can I help you? And then he went and began to talk to me about some of the personal things that he was going through and some of the struggles that he was having. And, um, you know, I wasn't preaching to my guys. I wasn't broadcasting Jesus saves everywhere. I wasn't being overly religious on them. But if they asked, I would pray for them. If they, if they were concerned, I would listen to them. But the thing he noticed was that I didn't cuss. And so our impact and our testimony is so important. Potiphar saw something in Joseph and he knew that he could trust Joseph. He trusted him with everything. And so it's our responsibility that we, we need to react, not react to difficulties and problems, but more importantly, we need to, to see our uh, our lives through and do what God wants us to do and live in a way that is honoring to him and when we do the world sees it there's something very different about us another story is that I didn't do so well uh, when I was younger I, I've, I've always been to Harvey Cedars Bible Conference and it used to be a lot more competitive than it is now uh, and we would play soccer and basketball and all these sports our, our young people would. And in this one particular case, we were, the, the score was tie and uh, they had the ball and 
they kicked a, a long ball all the way to the other side of there and right in front of our goal. And they had a guy there. Well, it's offsides. I can see it clearly. The, the kid was offside by 25 yards. So I immediately start screaming, he's offsides, he's offsides. Come on, ref, he's offside. <laughs> I don't need to tell you that this was a Christian camp. So we have those moments in our lives when we lose our head or lose our testimony. And, and I had to stand up in front of everybody and say, hey, I'm so sorry. I, uh, I'm way too competitive. And from that point on, I never coached again because <laughs> I didn't want to lose my testimony again. It's too hard saying you're sorry to 400 young people. I remember one particular story where there's always been certain godly people that God has placed into my life and not that they were close to me but they were people and examples that I could follow and, and one of those was Dr. Falwell when I was in school. He was a man with big vision, big dreams and I remember we were in a chapel service and he was, uh, our, there was no, there was no campus for us we were renting schools and abandoned buildings and everything else to have our classes in and our basketball team was needing a place to play and so he contacts EC Glass and EC Glass said no we don't we don't want to rent to you and uh, and you know you could just feel in chapel the hearts of all the young people that were there college students and he says, one day, out on that hill, out on that mountain, we're going to have an auditorium. And it's going to be huge. And he said, and when EC Glass comes to us and asks if they can use it, what are we going to say? And I wanted to go, no! <laughs> he said, yes. You can rent it. As a matter of fact, we'll let you use it. I found out just recently that uh, Easy Glass uses it for their graduation ceremonies. How cool is that? See, big men, big vision. They, their testimonies. Even though they're bigger in life, they walk in humility, kindness, fairness, and giving to others. They have a heart to serve. I think our testimony should exemplify all of these things. So he was, Joseph was that. He, he was put in charge of everything in his, and God blessed him for it. Now you see, Potiphar, for all intents and purposes, was an unbeliever. He didn't know Joseph's God. He didn't know Jehovah as Joseph did, yet Joseph had such an impact on him and his life that Potiphar was blessed because of Joseph's testimony, because of his obedience to God, and because of what he stood for. And so it's important that we live a strong and powerful testimony because whether you believe it or not, people know. And they're looking at you. 
and they're looking at me and they're saying, they aren't any different. Where, where is God in their life? And, this, and so it's so important that we need to understand this. Now, as we continue our story here about Joseph, we, we understand that here's, here's where the rubber meets the road for Joseph. And uh, Joseph stuck to his values and principles. He would not cross a line. And so I want to share with you three lessons that we can learn from Joseph and this incident. The incident is found in uh, chapter 6, verse 6 through 10. It says, Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. Uh, with Joseph there, he didn't worry about anything except what kind of food he was going to eat. <laughs> Joseph was very handsome and a well-built young man. Kind of reminds me of myself. Uh, just, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, thank you for the laughter. <laughs> and Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully and said, come and sleep with me, she demanded. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one, uh, no one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How could I do such a thing? It would be a great sin against God. So the lessons that we're going to learn from this is number one. Here's, here's, here's life lesson number one. That sin is unrelentless. Temptation is unrelentless. It just keeps coming and coming. And once you know Christ into your life and you've accepted him, it, it, listen, I understand. Temptation is not a part-time experience for us believers. It's something that continually comes. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Satan prowls around like a roaring lion. It goes on to say, seeking whom he may devour. He, de he wants to devour us. He wants to destroy our life. So temptation is unrelentless. That's number one. And day by day, Joseph was tempted by his master's wife. She, this temptation became unrelenting to him. Every day, day by day, she would come in and say, come, sleep with me. Potiphar's wife badgered him day in and day out. And this is one of those temptations that's kind of an outward temptation. Joseph had no control over it. It was something that just was always in front of him. I can imagine that there were times he would try to just even skirt out of the way so he didn't have to uh, be in her presence or be anywhere near her. But there's also this inward battle, isn't there? We read about that in Genesis. It says... We all struggle with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. So not only is there outward temptation, but there's this natural man within us, our natural sinful nature. The Apostle Paul understood this. He understood it perfectly. He says, it says this in Romans chapter 7, verses 19 through 25. I want to do good, but I don't. I want to do what is wrong. I, I, I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. 
But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is the sin within me that does it. I've discovered this principle, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that wars at my mind. Did you get that? It wars at us. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But in my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. Paul with undoubtedly the man that had the wonderful power and expression and did great things for God, we see he even struggled. So the reality is this. Onward Christian soldiers is a real thing. We need to march on to war. To overcome temptation, Paul says, take every captive, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And in our culture, and our society, it is almost impossible, it seems, to do this. I mean, with our visual society, we can at one point be at one place and another, and before you know it, there are triggers that are going off in our head and in our minds, and we are just struggling. That, and add the fact that ADD and ADHD is real. I know. However, there are steps we can take, and here's what we need to do. Number one. We need to pray every day that we overcome these temptations, that God will give us victory. Number two, we need to read Scripture. And we can even do Scripture that, um, that is in our area of weakness, that we can read and study and, and pray over. I love version. version is one of these ways that makes it easy for us if we struggle, for example, in honesty or lying. Find a plan. If you do wrong with your desires, find a plan. If you're, what, whatever your struggle may be, find a plan. If you, want, if you want to draw closer to God, find a plan. The Bible's God's word to us, and it is there we find our principles to living. It is our core value. It's what we need to live for. The second lesson we see is this, that we learned that Joseph uh, had put boundaries. He drew tight boundaries in his walk with God. There were boundaries in his life that he would not, command, uh, that he would not cross, and those boundaries for, were, that were for him were he was loyal to his master, and boundaries are important to each and every one of us. In our home, I remember when we first put our computer in the house we had boundaries that it would be in the family room because we, didn't, we wanted at any moment there would be natural accountability. Makes it more difficult now with cell phones, but boundaries are necessary. And whatever you need to do, you need to put boundaries in your life and stay away from the triggers that may cause you hardship and difficulty. Because Joseph was a slave, he didn't have the opportunity to have someone that he could confide in. 
I love CR because the fact that in, uh, in Celebrate Recovery, they have what they call a sponsor or a mentor who will walk beside you in your area of struggle and addiction. Joseph didn't have this advantage, but each of us do. We can find someone. And the last lesson we see is this. Make how we live our lives is important that our testimony is so important it was in his life it was in Joseph's life temptation is not the reason for us to avoid uh, people we need to learn that Joseph's temptation was real was, was real and it was a it was powerful and it was something that was bothering him every day but sinning wasn't based on the probability of being caught but it was on his relationship with God. We need to do the same. I love what he says here in verse 9. It says, No one here has more authority than I do. He, Potiphar, has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against Potiphar. No, it'd be a great sin against God. So understand, our core values are based not on how we feel, not on what the culture is telling us, but our core values need to be based on the Word of God. I don't know how many of you watch Hallmark movies. I, I don't. But I am told, I am told that in these Hallmark movies, they have this phrase that's almost in every one. I just want to make you happy. Or, I just want you to be happy. Living by our convictions and principles is far more important than whether we're happy or not. Our core values will build within us a strong testimony for others see and maybe we need to begin putting these principles into action and having our godly principles be a part of our everyday life living by our principles and values leave an impression of Jesus on others they see us and they go that's the way Jesus should live that's the way Jesus was he was giving I don't care what your vocation, what your call, your place in life, it does not matter. The Lord is with you, and He always will be. He wants the best for you. He always does. They may not be the happiest ways, but they will be the best ways. And when we live a life with godly core values and principles, people will notice the difference no matter how difficult things may get you can be assured of this the Lord is with us you know why I believe that because in spite of all the difficulties and things that Joseph experienced God was with him he's with you too he's with me let's pray Father we ask now that you'll just be with us. 
Help us this week to live lives that would bring you honor and glory. Lord, that we would live lives that would be based on godly principles and core values based around loving you and loving others. Help us to live powerfully for you today. And we ask these things in your holy name.